What if every time you went window shopping, someone came along right after you and bought you everything you wanted? Sounds like a dream, we know. But dreams come true. Where is your money actually going? I mean, the hundreds or even thousands of dollars you're paying every single month to the Texas public education system, whether you use it or not. Like La Jolla, countless school districts certainly act like they're on an episode of the short-lived 90s game show. They're indeed on shopping sprees with your money, tangled up in cartel-like relationships, and the worst part, not even funding teachers or students. But ultimately, we need to uncover the root problem. It's in the engine room of the system itself. This is episode two of Exposed Season Two. If there's one summary of all the complicated parts and malfunctions of the Texas education system, perhaps it's this. We fund a system, not students. Indeed, every year we pour billions and billions of taxpayer dollars into the gargantuan government school machine, only to see it sputter and produce just a trickle of educational results. Again, Texas finished 42nd of 50 states in overall education performance on the 2021 Quality Counts report card. When you pay your school property taxes and your mortgage or rent every year, your money funnels to three primary mechanisms in the dysfunctional machine. The school administration bureaucracy, contractors, and a gadget called Robinhood. After those three parts chew up most of your money in the system, a handful of dollars finally make it out to the other side to your local classroom teachers and students. Here's what's happening. First, there's Robinhood, the 1990s era state government redistribution scheme that takes cash from some Texans and hands it to other school districts across the state. In other words, many of you have to send a chunk of your school tax money to a completely different school district where you don't even live and don't have any say in what they do with your cash. That's also known as taxation without representation. Second, your money goes to paying an army of expensive school administration bureaucrats. Just listen to this summary chart of school district staff growth using data from the U.S. Department of Education. Since 2000, student enrollment in public schools nationwide has grown 7%, teacher staffing has grown 8%, principal and assistant principal staff is up 33%, and administrative staff has surged a whopping 75%. The non-instructional administrative staff skyrocketed more than 10 times as fast as the number of students in public schools. And all those salaries add up fast, such as Texas school superintendents, who are some of the highest paid public employees in the state. Out of roughly 1,200 school districts, about 800 are paid at least 100,000 or more. 350 of them collect more than the Texas governor, who earns 150,000, and dozens haul in the 300 dollars to $400,000 range, including in districts like Houston area Cypress Fairbanks ISD, where nearly half of the students were meanwhile stuck reading below grade level. What is justifying the crowd of lavishly paid administrators? Think Tank Texas Public Policy Foundation reports that there isn't a single chart, graph, or table that links expensive bureaucrat paychecks to better student education. Finally, 
your money goes to the contractors. Not only all the third-party businesses involved in the school district every day, but the companies that build all the billions of dollars of the district's buildings and football stadiums and jumbotrons and field houses and indoor swimming arenas and whatever other expensive projects the district comes up with. The payments for all of that debt and the interest on all of that debt has flown into the stratosphere. And as a side note, local school officials are empowered to rack up the debt because state law allows them to use the state government's sovereign credit rating as surety when obtaining massive hundreds of millions or billion dollar loans. Again, a summary. We pour money into inputs, exorbitant buildings, a lavish administration bureaucracy, and a decrepit state money redistribution scheme without any output requirements, i.e. education. We just hope that happens somewhere along the way. We fund the system, not students. Meanwhile, according to several studies, teachers are now having to spend an average of $500 to $750 out of pocket for basic school supplies for their classrooms. Let's see if she's right on this. Yes! You just set the shopping spree record. You have a record. I can't believe that. I spoke with a couple experts on education policy and government finances to understand more of the consequences of the current dysfunctional system. These schools are essentially uh, geographic monopolies that don't have strong incentives to funnel resources into the classroom or to listen to the needs of families. Said Corey DeAngelis, the award-winning National Director of Research at the American Federation for Children. And so you see more and more money being funneled into the education system, but it's going towards administrative bloat and staffing surges as opposed to teacher salaries and the needs of families. And it's, it, we should never expect that to change. I mean, think about in Texas, since 1970, per pupil education expenditures in public schools have actually increased by 156% in real terms. And uh, the outcomes have been pretty flat. Corey added that meanwhile, over the same time period, the salaries for teachers, the most important educational resource in the classroom, have only increased, after adjusting for inflation, about 8% tons of more money into the system that teachers aren't seeing it. So when I hear the teachers complaining about having to dig into their pockets to pay for supplies and other materials, I actually do feel kind of bad for them. But the problem isn't with their charter and private school competition. The problem is with their employer, which happens to be a massive geographic monopoly that doesn't have any particular incentive to funnel the resources into the classroom and to actually care about what the teachers need. The teachers union bosses like Randy Weingarten, they have an incentive just to put more and more people into the system because why? That means more dues paying members and a larger voting block, but that means less money for individual teachers who are already in the system. James Quintero, a policy director for the Texas Public Policy Foundation, talked more about the unhinged spending sprees in the system, what he called their addiction to debt. You know, we've got some new numbers from the Texas Bond Review Board that suggest that total local government debt 
has reached about $390 billion during the last fiscal year, which is an astronomical amount of money to owe. In fact, it's about $13,500 owed by every man, woman, and child in the state of Texas. And when you break that down by type, you, you get, get into the weeds of that $390 billion, what you see is that school districts overwhelmingly represent the largest share of that burden. There is just, there's something about public schools that they have, have just overindulged. They have really, I think, uh, done a great disservice to the public by going so deeply into debt. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is not necessary. You know, districts don't need multiple natatories. They don't need palatial high school football stadiums. You know, they they need the basics and we need to provide a, a certain level of infrastructure, but certainly we don't need Taj Mahal's. You know, I've seen no evidence to suggest that large bond issuances are meaningfully improving student outcomes. Now, let me qualify that a little bit and say that I also do recognize that our students need buildings. You know, they need four walls and a roof in order to learn. But I also recognize that a lot of the stuff that school districts are putting before voters are variations of waste, fraud, and abuse. So where is your money actually going? The hundreds or even thousands of dollars you're paying every single month to the Texas public education system? It's feeding the current monopoly system. Wonderful. We hope you guys had a great time, and if you did, here's the good news. Tomorrow will be today all over again, except it'll be even more exciting. Next time on Shopping Street. Bye-bye, everybody. The warnings are only growing louder. Like with what's happening in the classrooms. This episode was written and hosted by Jacob Asmussen. Audio production and direction by Luke Marshall. 